Did you have someone in your life that seemed toxic, but maybe didn't seem like an actual narcissist? Maybe they seemed like they might be narcissistic at times, but they didn't seem to have all the characteristics. They didn't seem to match up exactly to how you viewed narcissists in the past or what you've thought a narcissist actually looked like. So many times people are wondering and are thinking they might be with a toxic person or they might be with a narcissist, but it doesn't look like the same exact thing that they see out there with everyone else. They don't see the person self-absorbed with taking pictures of themselves or posting on social media or all types of litany of different thoughts that we have about narcissists that not always are substantiated, that not always are completely true. Well, sometimes people get confused with this when we talk about a vulnerable or like a covert narcissist and trying to understand the differences between the two. Now, we've done videos talking about the differences, but I want to kind of focus on the aspect of the vulnerable narcissist. Nowadays, sometimes it's getting a little bit exchanged as far as vulnerable and covert. Sometimes they're looking a little bit similar, but one to still kind of highlight some of the aspects of vulnerable narcissism and what it actually looks like on a day-to-day basis. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge you can access at claritychallenge.net. Would love to have you a part of that community to help you grow, change, and develop, and to get rid of the trauma bond, the rumination that is holding you back on a day-to-day basis, to be able to get you broken free, not just physically from a person, but mentally and emotionally, so you can stand in a place of power and certainty, understanding and knowing who you are. Well, today we're diving into this aspect of vulnerable narcissists, and we're going to go over six different things, six different traits, aspects that are not necessarily DSM-5, because there is not a DSM-5 for a vulnerable narcissist. There's just narcissistic personality disorder. We're doing like a subset and kind of like a piece to it. Now, even though I'm going over six sets of it, six ideas and six thoughts about it, it's not inclusive of with everything. So just to be able to understand these are just some of the highlights, some of the things on it. There's a lot of other nuances and there's a lot of other cases out there as well. So let's dive right in. When we first talk about this, number one, I want to talk about an introverted personality. A lot of times a vulnerable narcissist will not be the grandiose person that's the center of attention, that is the one in the middle of the room, that is the one like doing all the big things and boasting about themselves, but might be very shy, might be kind of pulled back sometimes looking maybe even unapproachable of like, I don't want to go talk to this person. This person doesn't really have this type of personality for me to interact with. And sometimes seems like a little like aloof, like kind of alone, kind of like moved back a little bit, sometimes cold, unassertive. And it seems like this person doesn't really think about themselves, doesn't really care, but they're just kind of pulled back a little bit. Okay, a lot of times with the introverted type personality, you're going to see a narcissist that is actually trying to move the levers behind the scenes versus actually doing it out in front versus actually telling people this is what I want. Instead, it might be slightly different. Now, with this, it doesn't change the aspect that the narcissist typically thinks that they're better than other people. Just how it's portrayed is what's different. So he might think like, hey, I'm still better than other people. That's why I'm not engaging. That's why I'm not going to interact. That's why I'm not going to work with this person. That's why I'm not going to talk to this person because like they're beneath me. Like they don't really know what they're talking about. So this aspect of like, hey, I feel better. I look better. I'm more entitled. There's that piece there that's there, but it's hidden. It's kind of subset a little bit more. Sometimes this could be dived in the aspect of intellectual of like, I'm smarter than this person. Like my boss is an idiot. Like I'm just going to keep to myself. Like there's different pieces there of like sometimes what you see like playing as a victim of like looking like, hey, like all this is happening to me. 
Sometimes you'll see them where they'll be like sitting away from others. They'll be like, why is anyone coming to talk to me? Like, why, uh, why am I not this way? And there's all these different stories, right? All these different pieces. The big aspect is like with the vulnerable narcissist, it'll confuse people because they'll be like, this person isn't grandiose. This person isn't all self-absorbed. Well, they're probably self-absorbed, but it is switched. It is hidden on a different aspect. So not self-absorbed in the sense of like, oh, it's all about me. But at the same time, it's all about them. So you kind of see there's little differences, little nuances with it, okay? Sometimes this person, how I like to term it, is sometimes this person is like hates the drama, but always has the drama revolving around them. So they might not be the center of the drama, but they might be the cause of the drama, of who they said what to what, of what happened here, back and forth, things like that, okay? Now, number two would be neurotic personality. Okay, now sometimes this comes out in multiple facets, but you can have a vulnerable narcissist that might be really anxious. Okay, might uh, almost deal with like panic attacks, like almost like, ah, like what's almost like a paranoia that's kind of happening. Now, sometimes you see those narcissists, anyways, of like everyone's out to get me, of like people are trying to attack me, people are coming after me, instead of it actually being like, hey, like this person's just trying to give you feedback, this just trying to be able to help you. Uh, but you'll see sometimes anxiousness, panic, uh, depression. Uh, sometimes it could be worried about the looks, worried about the traits, but it's like more about like how they're perceived in like superior states of like, hey, I look better, I act better, I talk better, but it's not necessarily like, oh, look at me. Okay, so it's kind of pulled back a little bit. Uh, number three that we have is thrive on attention. Okay, and this one is interesting because people are like, wait a second, you just said they're intro introverted. Yes, and a lot of times an, an introvert narcissist, so like a vulnerable narcissist that's more introverted, will be someone that will pull people to them, not because of their dynamic personality, but because of someone wanting to either connect with them or fix them. Okay, so like this piece of like thriving on the attention, it's like, what do I need to do to get noticed, but not to be that guy that gets noticed? Like, what do I need to play? How do I need to move forward so that I'm the one that has attention on me, but it's not about me. Does that make sense? They're kind of nuanced. It's kind of like unusual to be able to kind of think of. Uh, so it could be this aspect of even like, oh, like you notice me and they're almost like surprised. And it's like they'll do these different things that are almost roundabout ways to get compliments. Sometimes you're going to see this in the form of like service of like, let me help you. Let me serve you. Let me be there for you when you're sick. Even let me do these different things to get compliments to get praise. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so great. Like, I love I love you so much. Like, all this kind of stuff. Were you giving supply back to this person that all it's doing is feeding their internal ego, but it's not actually showing in an external way. Now, number four that we have is a split sense of self. And when we talk about this, a big aspect that's underlying all narcissists, no matter what style of narcissist we talk about, is this aspect of shame. Like, I have shame underneath my life, therefore I have to project a different image so that I feel better about myself. Now, with a vulnerable narcissist, you might have it either way. You might have a narcissist that's hiding from the shame, or you might have a narcissist that's sitting in the shame and using that in a way to be able to get more supply, to be able to get other people interested in trying to help and trying to fix. Now, you might have this piece of like the pride that's in there and a negative self or the shame aspect that's like hidden inside. Okay, this a lot of times you're going to see the most when you have any type of criticism. Super, super sensitive to criticism because criticism is a form of an attack to a narcissist. It's not helping. It's not helping them grow. It's not helping them be better. It's like, nope, you're attacking me. You're hurting me. You're, and it's always put back on you. 
And so a lot of times you'll see a vulnerable narcissist that will be very, very sensitive. Now, the difference is with that sensitivity and you give criticism and they, they get frustrated about it, they're not going to blow up at you. They're not going to rage at you. They're not going to scream and yell at you. It's going to be more silent. It's going to be more you know something's wrong, but when you ask, like they say no. And you know something's wrong, but like when something's going on underneath the surface, but they're unwilling to actually tell you. But they'll give you the silent treatment. But they'll give you an attitude. But they'll give you like little tiny clues, but not the whole truth. So you're like, ah, it might not actually be true. Then number five, really easy one for a lot of narcissists is end up blaming others for mistakes. Like it's not my fault, it has to be someone else. Like I have to always find someone else that is their fault. There's this aspect of like not wanting to take the blame because it has to go back on someone else. Like it has to be someone else's fault. It cannot be mine. So a narcissist is always looking to what do I need to shift to change and to move stuff so that it's not my fault. Now, you have some narcissists that might even try to play off pieces of it being their fault to be able to enact this empathy of like you trying to help them, of you giving them sympathy, of you trying to work on them, of you trying to fix them. That could still be a huge aspect of supply for a lot of narcissists. Sometimes you'll get to this place where they'll even take pieces of the blame, not the whole thing, or they'll take the blame to the point of like, hey, I'm sorry, but there's no actually changed behavior. So you think there's progress, but you don't actually see anything. All right, the last one you have, number six, is vulnerable nurses. You'll see a big aspect of wanting to withdraw more than invest. This a lot of times is in the nuances of like different aspects. Uh, it could be like simple as like hoarding or is my new is like financial abuse of like how it's integrated into your life, not paying for certain things, not doing certain things, not showing up in certain ways. There's multiple aspects of it, but it's like only investing in you if it benefits them. Now, I know the last two are kind of like narcissistic as a whole, but sometimes there's nuances with those when we talk about vulnerable narcissists and what that actually looks like. Do you have a narcissist in your life that doesn't rage, but it gives you the silent treatment? You know, that, that doesn't scream and throw things, but also is never vulnerable, also is slowly giving you the silent treatment or giving you like, like the vibes of like, this person hates my guts right now, but when you talk to them, they're like, no, everything's fine. Sometimes you'll be in this place where you'll feel like you're the one that's going crazy, like you're the one that's insane because of the communication, because of the thing that's happening or the lack of communication that's happening and you're not sure what to actually do. If you're stuck in this place and you're like, I don't know if he's toxic, I don't know if he's a narcissist, I'm not exactly sure, maybe I'm the crazy one. If you're stuck in that place, I want you to reach out for help. Go to rawmotivations.com, click on the one-on-ones. We'd love to be able to help you work through this process to help you in your healing journey, to transition to a growth mindset to help you maximize who you actually are and who you're called to be. So check that out. Go to rawmotivations.com today.